Hi guys, and welcome back to Sweat Thrive Glow. My name is Katie Barbieri, and I am the host of this podcast, the face and voice behind the blog and brand, The Pilates Blonde, and the owner of the studio by TPB, a private Pilates nutrition and mindset business in Skipback, Pennsylvania. I also own the studio online. That is your hub for all things time integrity fitness. You can take live classes with one of our eight instructors, or you can do all of the recordings at your own time. Hi guys. How the heck are you? Happy 2021. Um, I'm so excited to be bringing you guys a lot more podcasts this year. It's something that I'm leaning heavily into in 2021. I made the new business owner mistake of not streamlining my schedule. I allowed, um, I was open seven days a week. I was open from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m., which meant I had clients all over the place. My days varied um, and I had very, very little structure and I didn't have any allotted time for podcasting or admin. So I was doing it in between the madness um, and something that I really leaned into prepping for 2021, um, prepping for this new season of life that I'm in was really streamlining my schedule. So I have one day a week that's strictly admin and content creation. I have two days a week that's virtual clients only. I have three days a week that are in person. Um, So that's been really, really helpful for me my mindset and consistency in my work schedule. So I love that for all of us. Guys, today we are talking about something that's been really heavy on my mind going into 2021, and that is sustainable confidence and self-worth. This has been keeping me up at night because I am going to be a mom to a little girl in a 2021 TikTok, Instagram, social media world. And as much as I would like to protect her from things, um, she's going to be exposed to the Addison Rays and the TikTok dances and all of those things, which not to pinpoint like a problem on any one person, but like a lot of these little TikTok girls who are 15 are so sexualized. And how on earth do you raise a daughter to not see that as her value, as her self-worth? Um, so let's talk about it. First and foremost, let's talk about the difference between confidence and self-worth or self-esteem. Confidence is how you feel about your ability to perform a task or how you feel in a role or how you function. Um, That is what confidence stems from. Okay. And self-worth is feeling worthy and or valued. Valued, you guys, there's no better feeling than feeling valued. Um, This is something that I learned a lot in the last year. And something that I put a lot of weight on. I want to feel valued in my career. I want to feel valued in my relationships. I want to feel valued in the places where I'm shopping or wherever. I want to always have that feeling of being valued and also providing value. I don't want to waste your time, which is why I'm definitely leaning into a lot of podcasts this year. So it's a respectful medium. It's a respectful place for you to... Um, consume content because I'm not asking you to sit and watch me. I'm not asking you to pause your day and read something. Uh, I hope that when you're listening to a podcast that you're walking your dog or doing your laundry or driving to work or in the shower or filing your taxes, like doing something productive. Uh, That's the nice thing about listening to podcasts, right? Um, Let's go back into that. (laughs) 
who who is surprised that we had an ADD moment? Um, anyway, let's talk about confidence. It's not a fixed characteristic. Okay, there's always room for improvement with confidence. And I'm going to share with you something that I really, really struggled with growing up. And I think that it would probably be surprising to a lot of you, but I really struggled with friendships and I really struggled with connecting with my peers and connecting with other people. And that stems a lot from my experiences. So when I was 12, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and whole saga. There's a whole podcast on my story, but I spent a lot of time at home alone a lot of time with adults and a lot of times with doctors. I had no idea how to relate to people my age. I was thriving in my conversations with adults, but when it came to peer to peer interactions, I was a fucking weirdo. I truly did not know how to have a conversation with people my own age. And it came to a head uh, when I was at a birthday party of a friend. It was like 14 or 15 and it was like a family party, but friends were invited And my parents were friends with his parents, had been friends with him for like 15 years, like one of my ride or dies. And one of his friends said to me, I'd been telling a story about like a joke that my doctor made or something. And he was like, why do you only talk about chemo and your doctor? And I was really fucking butthurt. And I was just like, um, um, and then I like excused myself and I literally went in the corner and I cried. Um, didn't let anybody see me, but it was really hard for me. And I was like, I don't know why I only talk about those things. And truthfully, that was all that I knew. I didn't really go to school. I was homeschooled half the time. Um, if I did go to school, I was so far behind that I was like with my tutor anyway. Um, so I didn't have a lot of peer interaction, but I would fucking kill it if you put me at the grown-up table. Okay. So peer to peer interaction was really, really hard for me until I was like, 19 or 20. And I used my adult skills to kind of facilitate those relationships. I sat back and I listened to what my peers were talking to. I sat back and I listened to what they were interested in. The things that I was good at, I became really good at cooking and all of these things that like brought people together. But then I sat back and I listened to their conversations to see like what the kids were talking about these days to be able to relate to them on some level. Okay. So I feel like a lot of people wouldn't think that friendships were hard for me because I am very personable and I love human connection. And that is just proof that just because you're not confident in a certain area at one point in time, that you can get better at it and that you can improve. And that just because it's hard for you now, it might be your biggest strength down the road. Let's talk about unsustainable confidence for a second. And this is where, when I first started thinking about confidence and what makes me confident, this is where my brain went first. This was the first place that I was like, okay, these three things make me feel confident. Eyelashes, a fresh set of highlights, and a spray tan. But here's the thing. Not one of those things, it has substance. Not one of those things are permanent, right? The tan's going to fade. The blowout is going to frizz. The lashes are going to fall off. So having those things that make me feel good, which I'm not going to say that they don't because they do. I love myself some highlights. I love myself some lashes and a spray tan is my favorite thing on the planet. That is still true, but that is not where the basis, the foundation of where my confidence needs to come from because it needs to come from somewhere sustainable and internal, not external. Actually, fun fact. So I wanted to see like what my top nine pictures were on social media this year. Again, like a superficial thing to look into, but I just wanted to see. And you guys, most of them 
for fucking selfies. Okay. I opened a business this year. I fell head over heels in love. I got engaged. I got married. I'm pregnant. All of these really, really cool things happened this year. And everyone just fucking liked my face. And I was just like, and at least I'm in a point at my life where like, I know that the cool things that I did this year are far more valuable than the face that I was given. Um, that has absolutely nothing to do with my character, my integrity, who I am as a person. But I was like, holy shit, like I did really cool things this year. And all anyone cared about was the fact that I know the angles of my face, right? Um, Nothing substantive came from social media for me this year um, where it left an impact. And so that was really good feedback to shift into making sure that everything that I'm sharing and everything that I'm focusing on is impactful and not pretty. You know, let's talk about sustainable confidence. And this is where I've been spending a lot of attention. How on earth do I raise a confident girl with self-esteem through the roof, but like manageable right in 2021? And here's the things that may have made me feel confident on a deep, deep, deep level, the things that I'm the most proud of. Um, and that's the risks that I've taken walking away from a comfortable, sustainable teaching job where I made decent money, where I was guaranteed a paycheck, where I didn't have to pay utilities or bills or worry about taxes or any of those things. I literally just showed up. I taught and I left. Leaving comfortable and finding success makes me confident. Taking that risk, right? Overcoming hardships. I shared earlier that I was a sick kid. Uh, I spent seven years laying in bed playing the victim. We don't do that anymore. We don't play the victim card. We don't play the sick kid card. Um, That is not something that's in my wheelhouse anymore. That is something that makes me confident. My accomplishments, the things that I was able to get done um, that I didn't think that I was going to be able to in the time that I was able to get them done, achieving goals, making progress. Here's a story that I probably haven't really told, but when you are a fitness instructor, sometimes you get invited to do community events. They're usually free events. And let me tell you, they are hard to fill. They are hard to fill. You would think a free event means people come out of the woodwork. No, no, no. If it's a free event, there's no accountability. So people are like, oh, I can skip it. I didn't pay for it. So the first time I did a community event, I was teaching at a store at the King of Prussia Mall, a big mall. I did all of the promotion. I did all of these things. Um, Two people showed up to my first one. Two. Two people, right? A little bit of a blow to my ego. Um, It was fun. I taught the class. We had a great time. The energy was still high. It was good. But I was just like, oh, shit, maybe I'm not as cool as I think I am. Right. Fast forward to, I think, just about a year later, I was teaching another free community class um, at a different store in a different location, and we had to turn people away because it wasn't safe um, to have that many people in the room. I think we capped at like 52, 53 people. Um, And that was really, really powerful. That was something that I was really, really proud of because I went from barely getting two people in the door to having a sold out situation. And every other time I've done an event since then, it's been sold out, which is not my expectation, but just 
a feeling of, wow, I actually grew a community that of people who actually care enough to come out and want to sweat with me, which has been really, really powerful, right? So then I started thinking, okay, so how the fuck do I raise Nora to be confident? And I realized that I need to be mindful of how I speak about myself and other people in front of her to set an example. And I need to be doing the same practice in my everyday life of how I speak about people, how I speak about myself, how I carry myself and what things I think are important to talk about, right? Something that I can't protect her from completely is diet culture. Diet culture is super fucked, right? Um, I can't protect her from that, but I can control the narrative in my home. I can answer questions for her, right? I can show her balance. Uh, I can teach her that it is okay to have a cookie and also the importance of making sure that you're eating all of your rainbow foods, making sure that you're getting proper nutrients. Uh, when it comes to talking about exercise, uh, to be strong, not to change our bodies. Uh, I fully intend on having her do boot camp classes with me on our driveway, but not calling them a boot camp class, calling it an obstacle course, making sure that fitness is just a part of our day. Uh, I've been reading a lot about the importance of getting outside first thing in the morning for kids uh, because direct sunlight, not through a window, but actually getting outside uh, helps melatonin be produced in your body 16 hours later. So taking a longer walk before we go to school in the morning, taking um, time to get outside and shake her sillies out before she has to go sit at a desk all day. Super duper important. Packing a lunch that feels delicious, but is balanced and super duper healthy. Um, right. These are all things that I want to make sure that I'm doing in front of her, making sure that my friends aren't having negative conversations about their body in front of her. Right. Making sure that if she overhears a conversation like that, that we have a conversation about it and we talk about why different bodies are different and what healthy means and why some people might not feel so comfortable in their body and having open dialogue about that in our home. Also, I want to celebrate her failures. I want to celebrate her failures because here's something that I think failure feels scary. The first time you fail a class, the first time that you fail a driver's test, uh, the first time you fail feels scary, but I want her to feel comfortable with failure because if she's not comfortable with falling flat on her face, that means she's not going to take a risk. If she's not confident in her ability, if she doesn't feel worthy in her ability, she's not going to go after what she wants to right? She's not going to feel like it's okay to try out for the travel soccer team, even if she doesn't make it. And I want her to be comfortable with failure. And I want the conversation to be about failure to be different in our home than it necessarily was in my home. We didn't really have conversations about it. Um, and it made failure scary for me. I also am someone who likes things done right the first time. Um, so my first failure felt really, really yucky. Um, because I didn't fail very much as a child. Not that, I mean, I just didn't, I didn't fail. Um, so my first failure in college when I had to withdraw from a class because there was no way that I was going to pass it, um, felt really, really yucky for me. So from a young age, I want to teach her to try to take risks and it's okay to fail because we're just going to learn from it. Okay. And leading her an example, if I'm being honest about 
me taking risks, about me failing, about me not meeting the mark, about me um, making mistakes sometimes. If I'm honest about that in front of her, um, it will allow her to be okay with making mistakes. It will make her okay with failing. Um, So that's definitely something that I think will breed a lot of confidence in her, um, as well as sharing those failures and setbacks and hardships with you guys, um, because I want you guys to be comfortable with taking the risk and failing regardless of what that looks like for you. Is that walking away from a toxic relationship with a friend, with a family member, with your significant other, with, I don't know, the mean lady at the dry cleaners, right? Walking away from relationships that don't fill your cup, uh, walking away from the comfortable job, walking away from the comfortable living situation if you're ready to move on. Um, And having a hard time with those decisions is completely and totally normal. Uh, Taking a risk, failing, uh, jumping, swan diving into new opportunities is scary. And it's totally normal to feel all of those emotions and letting you guys and Nora have a front front row seat to what that looks like. Um, And I just want to remind you guys that now that you're sitting here and listening to this, that means that you have survived every single hardship that you have been handed. You have survived every single risk. You have survived every single setback. You have survived every single thing that has been handed to you. And so I want you to take some time to celebrate that. Let's talk about some takeaways from today and some action steps. I want you to think about what you have done, what you have overcome, and what you have accomplished that makes you feel confident and worthy. What have you gained from taking risks and experiencing setbacks? What has that resulted in? What lessons? What opportunities? What emotions did that allow you to feel? What can you change to think about your worth that has nothing to do with your appearance and everything to do with your capabilities? I want to help you build sustainable confidence. And in order to do that, we have to step outside of the superficial and get really into why you are so strong, why you are so capable, why you are so worthy. And that comes from every single thing that you have overcome and accomplished and every single risk that you have taken. Guys, I hope that you got something out of this today. I am so excited to continue to connect with you over podcasts, do me a favor. And if you got something out of this, leave a review, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story, tell your friends at a dinner party. Um, I don't do ads, so this is a hundred percent free. I don't do advertisements. Um, so you, I do this just because I love you. And so if you guys share it, it helps the podcast grow, which means we can grow our impact and we can grow our community. So do me a favor, leave a review, take a screenshot, share it on your story, tell your friend at a dinner party. Guys, make good choices. Look both ways. Love you the dang most.